Hello, 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 everybody. This is episode nine. Um, I'm going to call this one Soundtracks. I think that's straight to the point and, uh, you know, no real dancing around the topic. I'm, I'm excited about this one. I've, I've done research all week <clears throat> and uh, kind of uncovered some, like, treasures from the past, I'll say. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. songs and soundtracks and stuff I forgot about. Movies I just haven't thought about yeah. in years and years and years and years. Um, and thanks, everybody, for the participation. The Facebook post that was shared and, and shared again and the comments and all that. I'm going to try to get through everybody that I was able to see and um, the comments. I mean, uh, I tried to listen to all the soundtracks that I wasn't familiar with. I didn't get to all of them. Um, some of them weren't even necessarily soundtracks. Some of them were scores, which is fine. I, like I said, I don't want to put any limitations on this one. Um, I think Mitch Smith, did he put Red Dead 2? Was that what he meant by RD2? I assumed. I assumed. I, I, <laughs> I assumed was thinking about I, that, yeah. I recently played that, and I was trying to think of like the score to that. And I don't yeah. know if there is one necessarily, but... I'm pretty, need, sure, pretty sure there is. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 really. I didn't spend that much time in it, and yeah. during <clears> which I didn't spend any time really paying attention to right, the score. Right, right. Um, so I think what I'm going to do right out of the gate here, I had a hell of a time picking three. I yeah. thought it was going to be easy. I probably wrote three down and yeah. ripped out the page a half a dozen times because yeah. I just yeah. was I would find, you know, I would get three nailed down and then I would find one and be like, oh shit, like, yeah. I forgot about this. Um, yeah. And I will say this now and it's going to make me sound like an old man and I don't care, but I don't think soundtracks are what they were and we'll say like the early 2000s, late 90s, early 90s, we'll just say 90s in general. Yeah. Yeah, nineties and two thousands. Yeah, remember the last time I heard one outside of a score to a movie because there are a bunch of those that are phenomenal. Right, Midsummer has a great Midsummer. Ari Aster's movies in general, the sound is yep. you know yep. phenomenal. Um, that being said, too, like Ravenous, you obviously remember Ravenous. Yeah, like the movie in that or the music in that. That movie. uh, that was actually one that's on my list. Is it really? Yes. Oh, I didn't mean yes. to spoil it. Um, nope. It's uh, that's an obscure one, and Damon Albarn from Blur was one of the guys that did that. I didn't know that. Yep, phenomenal yep. though. Like that was. So I had to, I had to track down that CD on Amazon to order it because it's hard to find. I'm sure it is. I bet you that movie's hard to find. Truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can find just about anything between yeah. Amazon these days, but yep. I, I know Ravenous, it's on Prime. It's oh, is it? It's on there. That's yeah. I gotta watch that again. Yeah. If you haven't seen Ravenous, um. It's not Ethan Hawke. Uh, Guy Pierce and Guy Pierce, um, and um, there's a few. Yeah, uh, Guy Pierce. Oh, his name escapes me. I know, and the, um, the one character who is sort of the antagonist in that movie has gone on to do quite a few. Things yes, too. I can't remember he, his name. Uh, Great movie though. Like if it's it's sort that's, of obscure. That's his name. I'm trying to think of. Uh, yeah, I can't. The guy who actually he's like. He's the he's the OG cannibal. The yeah. one that first comes out, yep. and the, they like they're sleeping out in the woods or whatever it was. They're going to search for those people. Yep. And the one guy wakes up and he's like, "He was licking yeah. me." Yeah, <laughs> that was the guy that played Oppum. Op, that's right. That's yep. right. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, um, I knew he would that he would come back to me once we started talking. About it. But anyway, so yeah, I don't mean to get off topic, but Ravenous definitely had a really creepy, vibey like. Uh, just super fitting to the movie. Uh, yep. Great movie. Um, so I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for my top three. I'm going to start at number three and then work my way uh, down, I guess. The Spawn soundtrack. Yes, you remember, that was a good one. Uh, I do. I don't remember the guy. What's his name? Something white. Who starred in that. 
Um, oh, Michael Jai White. That's what he yeah. had, Jay or Jai, whatever it is. Yeah, Jay, yeah, Jai, yeah. whatever. Yeah, he was I, the guy that became Spawn. Correct, yeah. Um, I think John Leguizamo was in that, too. You yeah, know, he the was the clown. Yep. yep. Um, yep. And, I don't, uh, it's been forever. I don't even know if that, that had to have been early 90s. And I think Martin Sheen was in it as well. He was the one who correct. Uh, killed the... Uh, killed the guy that became spawn yep. he was like a government operative or something like yep. that um, I, and i'm gonna what i'm gonna do with these as i list them off and I, i've done this with all the soundtracks that were sent to me and the comments and so on and so forth i'm gonna give you a couple of songs that were really really notable that like stuck out in my head so for spawn um because at that point in my life i was sort of into filter and like Kind of not like Nine Inch Nails and Filter, which uh, Richard Patrick was in Nine Inch Nails at one point. Yeah. He played guitar for him for a short stint, I think, in the very beginning. But anyway, there was a song called Trip Like I Do that was uh, oh, Crystal yeah. Method oh, Filter. Yeah. So each that. one of these, I think, was a collaborative effort. Maybe not all of them, but the vast majority of them were. Um, Korn had a song on there, which was just a Korn song called Kick Out the PA. Yep, I remember that. Um, and the other one was the Slayer and Atari Teenage uh, I remember no that. No Remorse, I wanted to. <laughs> my my brother had that soundtrack. I remember that. Yeah, so it just, like, I don't even know. If you've never heard the song, it is literally like Slayer with early 90s techno, like, I don't even know what you call it. Sort of yeah. industrial, but it was cool. Yeah. It was like... Yep. Um... Yeah, it, it, I just hadn't heard it, like Slayer do anything like that at the point. And that was right around, uh, this was Diabolus and Musica, that album that everybody hated. Yeah. It was sort of like yeah. viewed as like their, their new yeah. metal kind of album. Yeah. Which, you know, ironically enough, I loved. Um, yeah, I, I always liked it. Yeah, so did I. Um, probably because it was so far removed from Slayer that it was like, in that time that it hit, that was like where we, that was, you know, we were coming up, listening to all that sort yep. of stuff. Um, so my second one. This one was tough, man, because I, this is, I don't know, I kicked around. Is Scream 3. Yeah, Scream that's 3, a good one. Killer soundtrack. Yep. And I will not lie, there's is there three Creed songs or two. The opening track is What If. Yep. And the last track, I don't remember the name of it, is a Creed song. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not say a Creed fan per se, um, but they did have a couple of like decent songs. And a, they did, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, you could pick songs off of a few of their albums. That were enjoyable. Oh, know. yeah. You know, like, Mark yeah. Tremonti is a phenomenal guitar, oh, guitar yeah. player. You know, oh, yeah. I, say what you want about Scott Stapler, the singer. I, you know, whatever. They, uh, they definitely had some good stuff, that's there for sure. There were some, you like, can't really deny legitimately that. heavy riffs, too. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And I think they got discounted because of, like, them, you know, I think early on in their career, got labeled as, like, a Christian rock band. Or right, whatever. right. Which, you know, I could care less either way. Yeah. Um, but so on that one, um, Static X, they had that song, So Real. Yep. Which was killer. Incubus, and I forgot about this song until I was looking this up. They did that song, Crowded Elevator. Yep. That's one of my favorite I remember that. Yeah. That's, That's a good a great one. great tune, yep. man. Yep. Um, and then uh, Dissension by Orgy was on there. Oh, and yeah. And I was so in love with Candy Ass when it came out, that Orgy album. Yeah. And I went through a phase like that, too. It was like Orgy, uh, Videodrome. Um, there was a few other ones. I can't think of them now. That's sort of like, I don't even know how you describe it. Synthy... Kind of heavy, kind of new metal-y, um, but not like as synthy, say, as like Stabbing Westward, who yeah. ran all their guitars through a synth. Oh, yeah. yeah so like yeah. not quite in that vein, but like it was just sort of a different, um, I, I don't even, I can't even call it metal, really, because it wasn't that. There was definitely some like new metal influence in there. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. You know, at the time it was just different and, you know, these guys are 
doing all your hair all wild and like painting their nails and dressing like oh yeah sort, sort of futuristic yeah. i'm not gonna say it was ahead of its time it's almost like an evolution of like depeche mode and the cure I oh think yeah that's a good description of it yeah. whatever you want goth yeah. whatever that was in the yep. 80s um if that's it, I hope that's a, a decent description because I don't really know how I don't. You can't really pigeonhole it. It wasn't nah. really like anything else you'd heard at the time. Right, right. And Orgy had gone on to make, I think, quite a few albums after the fact, but yeah, kind of gave up after that. Because um, even on that, that most of that album on, like, of Candy Ass was good, but there was some songs on there, but they're even like, it, I just you know, not great, not the, um, not the best. And I think they had one. They had Blue Monday, which was a hit. Yep. That one had got like a ton of radio play and yep. MTV play when MTV still played videos. Um, so number one, this was another one. I went back and forth, um, and actually some people who had commented had mentioned what were going to be my number one, which we'll get to that too. But I had to go with Freddy versus Jason. Soundtrack. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. at the time, yeah. it had Chimera, it had El Nino, it had Spine Shank, it had there's more. Um, but, like, that just hit at a point in my life. And, you know, the movie was kind of cool, too. Yeah. I went and saw the movie in the theaters. Yeah. Um, How Can I Live was on there, which, again, oh, yeah. at the time, you know, super huge Il Nino fan. Um, still listen to their stuff fairly regularly. Um, Army of Me, which was done by Camara, which was a Bjork cover, which I thought was oh, kind of, yeah. yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and those guys, I think, at that point, weren't doing a ton of covers either so it's kind of cool to hear that especially on the soundtrack yeah um beginning of the end was on there which is still one of my favorite spine shank songs yeah. i still listen to spine shank whenever i can whenever i think about him um so i don't know what do you think you want to go top three yep round them off all right so let's see i thought long and hard about this uh it wasn't as easy as i thought it was gonna nope be. <laughs> so well ravenous is my third one. Oh, okay that's a that's an obscure soundtrack, and it's it it's kind of unorthodox. It is, but I like it. I like there's a lot of things I like about it. I think it. I would take or I would put that as if you took Deliverance, yep, and mixed it with oh man, I don't even know what's modern Deliverance and maybe like. Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of like that. That, that. I mean, that I know that sounds There's insane, a, insane, but that, I don't know how else to describe. Yeah, it. I don't know. That whole soundtrack just works great for that movie. The it's string, a classic. You know, I don't yeah. even know exactly what instrument, yeah. string, but I do. Yeah. It, I do beat. And uh, you know. there's like a at the end when Guy Pierce fights Robert Carlyle. That's his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fights the main cannibal guy. This that that sound that part right there. The the music there was amazing, but that's that was my number three. My number two is another like score type thing. It's yeah. uh, Last of the Mohicans. Really? Yes. That's a, that's a I good one. Probably have seen that once. Yep. Admittedly, it's a life. it's a Michael Mann movie, and his soundtracks are always usually really good. Okay. He always gets somebody really good. But um, yeah, that that's that's a classic for movie, me. But it's been yeah, I, I, twenty years yeah. probably since I've seen it. There's just something about the the music to that one and that. But my number one, I, I've always liked this soundtrack, "Escape from L.A." Oh, that's God. Had, you know what? <sighs> that's another one I forgot yeah. about. Because I still listen to that. Oh yeah, the songs off of that yep. regularly. 
like can't even breathe by Deftones was a great uh, song. That sugar ten seconds down was on yep. there. That sugar sugar Ray, Ray song. before he was uh... <laughs> and whatever happened on yeah, yeah. lemonade and brownies. Um, I think. No, actually, I think lemonade and brownies. I think was good, yeah. but I can't remember if yeah. fly. It doesn't matter. And <laughs> then um, stabbing westward had that song on there too that I liked. That was a great soundtrack. Yep. Tool, yep. I mean, tools on there. Tool had sweat. Um, yeah. uh, you know it had. I, yeah, I, that was a good one. I love that movie too. Yeah, had Orange Nine Millimeter. On oh, that's it, right. Fire in the Hole. Dawn right. Stabbing Westward. That was a good one. You know what? Damn it! Yeah, now that was a good one. <laughs> the problem was, I I would get them, and I would I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna stick to these. Yeah. This is gonna be, and then like, as I would you know go on and, and start thinking about different ones and different yeah. soundtracks and whatever. Uh, you know, it was tough, man. It was yeah, tough to, to, there was definitely a lot of honorable mentions like uh, Punisher. Punisher was phenomenal. Had uh, Sad Exchange by Finger Eleven. That is one of my favorites. Um, what was Slow Chemical? No, Slow no, Chemical that wait, was Punish. Pu- wait, Daredevil was Sad Exchange. Correct. And Punisher was Slow Chemical. Uh, Slow Chemical. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So was that that was too. a good one yeah. too. Um, I remember listening to the Punisher soundtrack. And I think that it, outside of Bring Me to Life, there was a couple of tunes on there by Evanescence yeah. that yeah. I enjoyed. And that's why I, you know, I um, my... Another one I was just thinking about that's definitely an honorable mention, Dracula 2000. So that's on here. So uh, more than one person had put that yeah. up. Um, Avoid the Light by Pantera actually, was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So um, I hope I don't mispronounce her name, but Desiree. Desiree? Yeah. Yes. That was on hers, actually. She put Dracula 2000, and I made a note yeah. of what... Because Avoid the Light's one of my favorite Pantera yeah, songs. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, yep. I, an avid Pantera listener yep. to this day, despite Phil and Cell knows what a, you know, top-tier douchery. Yeah, I, feel like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't agree with the guy in, in no. any way. No. You know, whether he was telling the truth about the, um, you remember the white power thing? Yeah. Where he was, it was, it was a dime bash, I think, and he like, did the Nazi salute and said white power and then tried to retract it by later saying that like they were drinking white wine or something backstage and you know, uh, it was like an inside joke. Sorry, yeah. bro, you did a Nazi salute. Like, yeah, I, this, yeah you know. Yeah. Um, luckily, that was very late in, you know, his career. Diamond video had already passed. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got a lot of good Pantera years before I knew. Oh he was, yeah, <laughs> you know oh, what I mean. Before yeah. I, I knew he was. Uh, yeah, I just I usually try to like. It's, I think it's stupid if I'm like. I just try to ignore it. Like I like the music, not you. So I could well, care. I could know, care less about Phil Anselmo. True. Well, true. It, right. Know? And the thing is, is it's that those messages were never in the music. No. In no. Any way. There was never even like nope. slight insinuations of nope. um, racism or anything. Now nah. that being said. Southern, very Southern, yeah. influenced in in every way. But again, in no way was there ever any no. implications of like racism or anything no. Like that. Well, I mean, look at like Southern, like look at Stuck Mojo. They had a black singer, correct? Always. Yeah, I mean, so it's uh, right. So I mean, I I would never condemn the rest of the band. And who knows? I mean, yeah, they, I, I think see, my they, thing is they too, they had a falling out with Phil anyways because I think he was just well, he had the whole heroin thing yeah, and yeah. You know, they had said he'd just become extremely distant, whether it was from the heroin or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was a terrible situation overall. And, you know, the thing that really kind of killed me about that, too, is I was never much of a Damage Plan fan. Yeah, me either. I, I just, it didn't do it for me. And I nah. felt bad because I was really stoked. Like, oh, Time of Video, here's something right, new. Right, right. You know, and there was, a, there was a couple of cool songs yeah. in there. 
I just think, and even with the Pantera reunion, I'm, that, I'm doing the quotes, um, same as Damage Planet, it just wasn't Pantera. And for no. me, because I love that band so much, like that band was, that's what we grew up on. Oh, yeah. You know, there's yeah. a handful of bands that you and I, I were in such heavy rotation. We didn't really listen to anything else with the, you know outside of these bands. And there were some you know variations in that too. But Pantera, you know, being pretty close to the top of the bands that like we listen to every single day. Yep. I mean, it was, it's pretty rare to say that, even still to this day, oh, yeah. um, you know, if I'm just dicking around listening to music or whatever, that I don't, that a Pantera song doesn't come on. Right, um, right. But yeah, so um, she also put on there too, Hideaway, which I, I talked about before we started recording. I've never even actually heard of this movie. Yeah, me either. But I was kind of jazzed when I looked at the soundtrack because there's like KMFDM, which I never really listened to, admittedly. Um, Fear Factory's on there, and it was Soul of a New Machine? I think, I can't remember the track. Anyway, it was one of their remix tracks. Okay. Which, their early ones, like Remanufacture, and I don't remember, what was after Soul of a New Machine? Because they remixed that too, right? Was it Demanufacture? No, there was, I can't remember. But anyway, Fear Factory had done a couple albums where they had taken their songs and kind of added... Not even necessarily added. They fully remixed them. Yeah. And, and added very much more electronic elements to it, if that makes sense. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Um, but anyway, all that being said, Hideaway had a really like industrial rock slash metal soundtrack. It was kind of cool, just because yeah. I don't know that you'd really be able to get away with that necessarily these days. Um, so, what else have we got? Speaking of honorable mentions, I've got a couple that I wrote down. And again, two of these actually did pop up in some people's comments. I don't think you can talk about soundtracks and not talk about The Crow. Oh, yeah. The Crow That's too. a classic. You know what yep. I'm saying? There, I just... I think City of Angels is where Teething was on, or was that on the first one? No, that must have been City of Angels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both of those are phenomenal. I mean, I, I never... If I saw City of Angels, I don't remember it necessarily. Yeah, I heard it wasn't very good, but... But I think that's one of those things, too, with Brandon Lee being gone. Yep. And I'm so pissed off that they're remaking The Crow. Yeah. And I yeah. don't hate uh, Skarsgård. No. Um, no, not at all. I don't. And I thought he did a phenomenal job with uh, Pennywise. Yep. And Barbarian. Same, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, he was yep. great in that. Um, it's just one of those movies, man. You know? So near and dear to my, like, childhood. Yeah. Especially the time that it was made and this music that was in it. It was perfect. Yep. It was just like that perfect storm of yep. time in the world, you know, movie, yep. music fitting it like, so, so well. Like, uh, what came on the other day that uh, was definitely, you know, that era through and through is uh, from that soundtrack, Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots. Yep. Which is actually in the movie, that dude's driving the car and you can hear that blaring from the stereo. Like, that... You know, that music from then was... You know, again, at the risk of sounding like old, bitter men, I... And again, I think, too, that being said, because we are bitter old men, um, (laughs) it's all relative, I think. You know, you're at a point in your life, coming up, growing up, you know, your emotional state, this music, it's timing. It's almost like when you talk about Nirvana. Had Nirvana not broke, or had they broke five years earlier or five years post when they did, would they have had the impact? Right. I guess is my point. Yeah. So yeah. would that music have meant as much to me at a l- earlier stage in my life or later? Probably not. It's, just, it's one of those, like, like I said, perfect storm situations. Um, you know, like I said, when you're, you're at a point in your life. Um, 
where it just hits different, you know, and you can yeah. relate to it differently. Um, so what else? Oh, so the bodyguard. I was going to put the bodyguard soundtrack in the top three because I'm such a Whitney Houston man, and I don't, yep. I don't care who knows it or do not. Well, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, and that's not me saying that to be funny. That This is not, this is no fabrication. Like, I legitimately listen to Whitney Houston regularly, and, uh, you know, anybody that works with me will tell you when Whitney comes on the radio at work, I stop what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I take a breath. <laughs> um, and that's legitimate. So, I, I Bodyguard was, you know... I don't remember loving the movie, but I was also, I think it was like 94 or 91. Yeah. It was, you know, I was young. And actually, I think if I, now that I'm thinking about it and talking about it, it freaked me out back in the day when it showed like the images or the scenes where the guy was putting the ransom notes together and he was like taking letter by letter from a magazine. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. Like as yeah. a kid, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the bodyguard. I, I won't touch too much more on that. That's, that's <laughs> a special place in my heart. Um, Dylan, uh, Dylan DeSmet said The Village, the score for The Village. You know what? Having watched M. Night, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie last night, um, he's another one, man. Like, his... I'm not sure who does the music or who, if it's someone that's consistent throughout all of his projects or if it's different. It's probably different, depending on the movie. But I think he's always done a really great job. Oh, yeah. You know? Sound and imagery in his movies are always, obviously, very important. Yep. But do play a big role in the emotional aspects of the story and the plot, I guess I would say. Like it's Yeah, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It, I think it makes... It accentuates certain scenes in a way that make them that much more impactful through yeah. the color. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess that's... And so that was a good one. I guess I hadn't really thought about that because, again, um, watching The Village, and I haven't watched it in forever... Yeah, me either. I wasn't paying as much attention, but then, I, like I said, I watched Knock at the Cabin last night, and then I started thinking about, like, how important that, you know, even that, which wasn't much of a score. There was mostly dialogue in that. Yeah. But again, accentuated yep. through small pieces of a score in certain yeah. scenes just yep. amplifies everything, which, you know, is important. Um, Brett Zambito, Queen of the Damned. Yep. Great one, man. That's yep. where, you know, I mean... Yep. Um, I remember that even had Tricky on it. Tricky Access yep. was on there. Yep. yep. Um, Change, obviously, by the Deftones was on yep. there. There was a bunch of them, man. Yeah. Um, I don't think I loved the movie, <laughs> to be honest with you. No, me either. I didn't feel great about it. Um, yeah. Nah. And I didn't... It was sort of wonky, too, because like, they had Dracula in the movie singing, but it was Jonathan Davis singing the parts, if I remember correctly. Does that sound right? I haven't seen it in so long. Or no, but... was that Dracula 2000? That was Dracula... I'm sorry. Oh, that okay. was Dracula 2000. Yeah. Queen of the Damned had Ashanti? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Either way. Not not great. No, no. <laughs> um, great soundtrack by all, uh, you know, all accounts. Um, and I... Oh, sorry. The next one. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey made it very apparent that you are no longer his friend unless you are aware and love the soundtrack to the movie The Wash. I forgot about this. Complete. I forgot about the movie. I forgot about the soundtrack. It's ridiculous. It's it's one of those, I guess, to... If you're a fan of the Friday movies, most more specifically, like, Friday, the first one. The, I didn't love the other ones as much as I love the first right, one. Right. Um, don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. Um, all those kind of, like, early Wayans Brothers movies... This isn't a Wayne's Brothers movie, but sort of like that. You know what I mean? And sort yeah. of like... 
It's got Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. And there's, I, I don't remember, I think they work at a car wash and like Dr. Dre is trying to like get on a straight and narrow path and Snoop's still, I don't know, I don't know. But <laughs> I had to go back and listen to the soundtrack again. And it, there's some like, you know, like Bubba Sparks is on there, Exhibit's on there, obviously Snoop and Dre. I don't know. It's a great soundtrack. It brought a smile to my face when he kept posting that on other people's uh, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> he posted it on mine too yeah, <laughs> to I, make sure. I mean, he's not wrong by any. No, I just no. Now that he reminded me of that, because again, I completely that movie hasn't been on my radar since I was like young. Um, but it's gonna be back in rotation now because there's some really like bangers on that soundtrack. Um, and I know he like Mike is such a huge fan of like early '90s like gangster rap and shit. Well, we, I, you know, at one point we all were. Um, yeah, for better yeah. or worse. Uh, let's see what else we got here. This is one of my favorite ones. So Ricky is a guy I used to work with at Tops, um, and he put Lost Highway. And the funny thing about him putting Lost Highway is he made it a point to say that he'd never seen the movie. Yeah. I had never seen the movie either, but I remember yeah, buying the soundtrack at Ames. Yeah. Just because of the cover. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, because that's the thing you did back then. Yeah. Um, and it had su- it was such a good soundtrack. It had Smashing Pumpkins were on there. Uh, Nine Inch Nails were on there, Perfect Drug by them. I think the Smashing Pumpkins song is I. And then um, there's a couple tracks by Ramstein Ramstein on there. Uh, there was a cover of I Put a Spell on You by Marilyn Manson, which was really, really good. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was a killer soundtrack for a movie yeah. that I just, I, you know, I, I've never seen. Never even, like, sought out. If I yeah. remember correctly, though, it's supposed to be pretty a pretty wacky movie. I don't even really know the yeah. premise of it, to be honest with you. Um it's just one I had. It's still in my CD book, like kicking around somewhere too, which is kind of funny. Um, but killer, killer soundtrack. Um, and I remember back in the day because I was young, my sister hearing me play the perfect drug and her like being almost like she's like borderline offended by that. She's like, "Do you know what that song's about?" I was like, "Nah, it's not, no, I don't know." Really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what. It, and you know, now later yeah. in life, having read what it's about and reading the lyrics, I'm like, "Oh yeah." I guess she kind of had a point. Like, I don't know that I had any business listening to that. Like, you know, <laughs> however old I was. I was young. Um, we already talked about The Crow. I, like I said, I don't think you can mention soundtracks without mentioning The Crow. Movies. Right. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, Zach. Zach Burgess. Um, and I appreciated this one because it did send me down a rabbit hole because it was a bunch of stuff that I'd never heard of. I've never heard of Swiss Army Man, the movie. Yeah. But that's the soundtrack that he had said. So I had to deep dive it a little bit and I was listening to it and it's the soundtrack itself is very I'll say like atmospheric um if that makes sense it, yeah uh sort of moody and a- atmospheric and different so I, I kind of wanted to see like where where it came from who wrote it who was involved in it and I'm it's, and I stay I may stand corrected on this one because I'm I, I just kind of quickly went over this but it's uh the two vocalists from the Manchester Orchestra which again is a name of a band that I've seen a few times. Um, just never got around to checking out. Yeah. So right. I ended up listening to a few of their tunes, and you can definitely tell that the guys that are in that band, I think it's the two vocalists, if I, if I read correctly, you can see why the soundtrack is what it is. But I have to be in a very specific headspace to be able to enjoy music like that. Even yeah. like Tricky. Like, I love Tricky. Yeah. I love the whole trip-hop thing. Portishead, all that stuff, but I have to. I, it's like baloney. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's the only comparison. I, yeah. I have to be in a, the right 
mood for to, to eat a fucking slice of bologna, which is gross. Um, but it's the same thing with like that sort of music, like that yep. moody, again, atmospheric, I think is a good way to, to describe it. Um, and when I'm in that mood, I love that yeah, stuff. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't dislike that, uh, it at all. Mentioning Portishead, that makes me think um, that one of the members of Portishead did the soundtrack for that movie, Annihilation, which was great. God, you know. And it, I, it's a strange soundtrack, and it fits that movie very well. It's a strange movie. Yeah, yeah. I, One of my favorites. Um, yep. And it's funny, because I've been watching, uh, I think it's on Shudder. If I, yeah, I think it's Shudder. They just released a new Top 100 countdown of, I think it's scariest horror movie moments, or best horror movie moments. And where I left off, it's it's ironic that you say that, is the bear scene. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and I, it's again, I haven't seen that one in a while, so I had kind of forgotten the details of that scene but if, if you haven't seen annihilation stop what you're doing right now pause this come back hey asshole because i need the listeners <laughs> go, <laughs> go watch annihilation i yep. promise you yep. you will not regret it um that movie's killer yeah especially if you read the the books that they're based on it it makes it make a lot more sense i'm sure it does and it's it's you're like wow that's actually pretty wild great movie yep. um yep and it was the same director as uh, Men, if I'm not mistaken. That movie, Men. Yes, what else did yes. he do? Uh, he did... Did he Ex Machina? Yes. No. Yeah, it was yes. Ex Machina. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. Yep. Again, if you haven't seen Ex Machina, I would definitely go see Ex Machina or watch it. It's You can find it anywhere. Yep. I think you can actually watch it for free, too, on YouTube. Um, yep. With ads, obviously. But uh, it, this is a little bit of a tangent. I don't know... I don't know if I would recommend Men. The movie is called Men. <laughs> and here's why. From a scenery and environmental perspective, <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautifully oh, yeah. shot. This yep. guy is a genius when it comes to cinematography. Um, Especially that tunnel scene when she's... You know. Yeah. Again, just very, yep. very... like elegantly done it's beautiful it's a beautiful movie but it's i think you're saying that it's hard to find <laughs> i'm dancing around it it ooh, i i have to watch it again but i don't even know that watching it again is gonna solidify anything for me no, you know no. I, I don't i hate to say this because i hate to pigeonhole movies like this but there's i can only think of a few um movies that are extremely weird for that alone, to yeah. just be extra, and I understand yeah. what he was trying to say with that movie. Yeah, and some, there, you know, there was some controversy about it because it does very much bash men. I mean, we're assholes. Yeah. I get it, um, but it does. I think there's a lot of lore behind it too. I think, that, and that's so, the thing is, I like, probably if I read more into it, yeah, and do a little something bit of research, to, I forget what it was, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the ending for anybody that does decide to go watch it, but that ending is. I don't even know how to explain it. Again, there's just a few movies. I'm not even saying it was weird for the sake of being weird. But it was very much to like the edge as far as you could push it, yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Another one, like Lords of Salem, that Rob yeah. Zombie movie. Yeah. We were watching and you're like, I don't, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. it, This is not, you know, adding to the plot. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's literally just doing something to be weird for the sake yeah. of being weird. Um, and I kind of felt that way too. And if Ash listens to this, she's going to get pissed, but... Um, under the skin. 
with Scarlett Johansson. Yep. I didn't hate it, but at the same time, like, I'm watching, I'm like, it's not that it doesn't make sense, because I think that's for each individual's interpretation as far as movies and songs go. Just because it doesn't make sense to me doesn't mean that it's not going to you. You interpret it in your own way. You absorb it in your own way. And it, it's not that it didn't make sense, but there's just scenes in that movie, and I'm like, and the ending, again, I, it's not bad. Yeah. I guess... Well, I mean, if, you know, there was a man-devouring alien, it would probably look like Scarlett Johansson. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you have a point. Um, but, yeah, that was... Uh... So, speaking of Ash, too, she wrote to me um, with a couple of her favorites, or her three favorites. Even she said the same thing, like, it's just impossible to to nail down. She Her first one was Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. A lot of 80s, 80s yeah, songs. Um, like, uh... Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Yep, yep. It's um, good, good one. Which Donnie Darko isn't. Oh God, it's another one that's always is going to hold a place in my heart. I yep. Just, yep. I don't want to say it was the first movie of its kind that I watched, but it was it, it was one of them for sure. Yeah. Just strange and dark and yep. kind of funny, but really sad. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal was a kid in that movie. Oh, he was. Yeah. That was actually the first time I think I ever saw him. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, because I don't even know that he'd yeah. done much beyond that at that point. No. If he had, he wasn't on my radar. Right. Um, I'm going to get through the other two real quick because Brian is going to talk to us. Um, Cruel Intentions, which I love that movie. I think it's one of those like guilty pleasure movies for me. Um, I still listen to that Counting Crows song that's on there. Um, Colorblind. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much of the other, uh, of the soundtrack. I think Bittersweet Symphony was on there. Um, I love that movie. You know, it it was a, it wasn't a rom com necessarily. I would even go as far as to say that it was more of a maybe coming of age or like a dark comedy sort yeah. of. But uh, great movie. And then Garden State. I have seen Garden State a bunch of times. I admittedly don't remember much of the soundtrack, but I remember Ash loving it. <laughs> so hearing it, you know, vicariously. Um, in that way, through her. Um, so I, that's pretty much it. I think I've got everybody, for the most part, there was a couple people that had commented some Disney Disney soundtracks, which, back in the day, like, Disney soundtrack, you couldn't beat them. You know, I think Phil Collins really did some good ones. Like, Tarzan and I agree. Brother Bear. Those are good soundtracks. It's Phil Collins. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do player. like the what he some of the songs he did for the Tarzan soundtrack. Yeah. But I love Phil Collins. So. Yeah, right. That's the thing is when but, you buy No, his... he, he did a good job yeah, with I, him for sure. Um, it, right, because I am biased to him because I just enjoy what he does oh, in yeah. general anyway. Yeah. Um, which is sort of funny too because we were listening to Speaking of Ash, this is relative to that, but um, relevant to that. I'm sorry. We were listening to City in Color before we, we started recording. And again, like, I, Dallas Green can't miss, nope. man. Nope. Alexis on Fire, whatever it may be. Yep. Like, yep. His, uh, even his couple of covers that he did. I was such a pompous ass when it came to music when I was younger. I didn't appreciate it when I would hear it back in the day. And, and you know, you get older and you mature and things change. And I remember this was probably, I'll say five or six years ago. That I really started to listen to City in Color slowly. Yeah. And I was like, my God, you're yeah. an idiot. Like, what is wrong with you? I remember you used to have to sit there and listen to it yourself. That's a big thing with me. I, yeah. And it's, it's funny because yeah. I've been like that my whole life. If you suggest something to me that is not, and my taste now is much more eclectic than it was when I was younger, 
But if you suggest something to me, even to this day, that's sort of outside of the vein of things I usually listen to, which is broadened significantly, let me listen to it by myself. Yeah. Give it to me, let me sit somewhere by myself and listen to it loud as fuck. Because I guarantee you, 99% of the time, I will enjoy it. Yeah. I just have to get into my own head, and I've always been like that. And uh, it's like, a great example is Post Malone. I despise oh, I Post Malone. <laughs> yep, when uh, White Iverson first came out, hated, you hated it. Hated it, I thought he was appropriating yep. black culture, all this yep. stuff. Um, and here I am, you know, years later, and I'm such a Post Malone fan. Yeah. I can't help it. Um, and, and there's a bunch of bands like that. 21 Pilots, I never loved. Um, I could go on and on and on with that one. But it's it's just sort of funny. I've always been like that. Like, you got to just give it to me and let me process it by myself. I don't know why. But I'll tell you what. I've, I've really, you know, in doing so and in listening to suggestions and going through my process of trying to hear music the way I hear it, I, you know, my life has been enriched, uh, you know, significantly by that. Um, and I'm glad. Again, there was a point in my life where I would I refused to listen to any music that had clean singing in it, that had choruses and like things yeah. like that. It just wasn't for me, you know. And, and again, you're young and, you know, you still have that, like, angst. Um, yeah. But let me... Brian is texting me as we speak. I think he's ready to talk. I'm hoping the call audio is good on this. It should be better than it was last week. We tested it out a bunch of times before this. Um, so, yeah. Let's see what he has to say. Um... He was actually, you know what? I, this is worth mentioning too. Um, Brian is the one who suggested this to me, the soundtracks thing. Yeah. We, we have a. Uh, we were. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, and it might have been subjects as far as the podcast goes. And he's like, "Hey, you know, are you open to suggestions?" Here he is. What up? Oh, hello. What's going on? Not too much, you know, sitting upstairs, reading the five love languages. No big deal. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> that was a joke, man. It's called sarcasm. Holy Christ. I mean, listen, we're getting older and, you know, tastes change. Do No. Well, yes, sort of. I don't know. Hold on. We're, uh... I'm trying to get this set up here. Is that not connected? No. Um, hold tight, Brian. Gotcha. Um, we can still hear you. I just want to make sure the call audio is loud enough this time around so people can hear it. All right. Okay. Hey, I have you on speakerphone. Should I switch mine over? Can you guys hear me better that way? Try it, and we'll see. I don't know that it'll make that much of a difference. Yeah, because I know like normal phone calls, oh, if I had a speaker phone, sometimes it's like muffled. Um, I don't know why this is not working for us the way that I wanted it to. Give me one second. I apologize everyone for the technical difficulties, but this is part of the deal. Yeah, because what we had set up... I wonder why it's doing that. You know what? I'm going to try something while on the fly here. Let me call you back. Okay. I'm going to hang up and then call you back and see if that works. All right, sounds good. All right, perfect.
All right, let's uh, let's try this here because I am connected. Let's try. You know what? It probably sat. Um, okay, so. Well, you know what? Pips on it. We're gonna run with it. Actually, your phone is much clearer than Rich's was anyway. Oh, nice. So. Well, you know, probably just a better phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense, Rich. Yeah, fuck it. We'll just we'll run with it. Um, he uses one of those iPhones. That's what you're talking about <laughs> now, okay? No, horrible. Anyway. That's your first problem. That's why it's not working. Well, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, so we've gone through... I have a feeling you're probably going to end up um, agreeing with either our both of our top threes or at least one of each from our top threes. So I'll just I'll rattle them off real quick to you. Um, I have Freddy vs. Jason. Yep. Scream 3. Oh, didn't have that online. And then Spawn, the Spawn soundtrack. Right? That's a good one, too. Like, if I had to pick four, that would have made my top four. Uh, yo, it was so, so tough to come up with three. Oh, yeah. I should have done... I, I, you, you would have mentioned this originally, and I, and I did give you credit for the idea. You, I think you had said ten originally. I did, and then I was trying to think about it, and I was like, three's way better. Right. because it, it's hard to think of. Exactly. It forces you to come up with, like, three that you really, really, truly love. Yeah. So I definitely have to agree, uh, Freddy versus Jason, because I was trying to rank my top three like in actual order. So I came up with my number one, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And then my number two uh, would have to be The Crow. Yep. And then number three, Queen of the Damned. All of which have made it on this list one way or another. Um, nice. What else did you guys have on there? Uh, quite a few, actually. There were some really good ones. There were some that I had never heard of. Um, Lost Highway. Do you remember that? Yes. So, again, and I'll, so, I don't uh, care. Um, there was some Ramstein on there. There was some Marilyn Manson <laughs> on there. Apple of Sodom. Yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Smashing Pumpkins. Yep. Um, yeah. And I had to laugh, too, and I don't care about rehashing this part of it, but um, I'd never seen the movie. I still haven't seen the movie. Oh, it's a horrible movie. It was a really good soundtrack, though. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a really long, drawn-out movie. I mean, I'd have to watch it again, but I remember originally trying to watch it, and I just got, like, lost in the movie. Really? I, mean, I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I guess I won't waste my time. But... <laughs> Who knows, though? Maybe I was under the influence of something as to where it was like the best movie ever, and I just wasn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you may, you've got a point there. Could have been. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, Dracula 2000 came up. Oh, yeah. Which was a, a good one. Let's see what else we had. Uh, yeah, definitely Queen of the Dam came up. That was Brett Zambito. Um, Donnie Darko. Oh, my God. How did that one not make my list? I'm, listen, <laughs> do you, I, I've said this, that I think it was at least six times I wrote the list and threw it out and then started again. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because uh, what was the one you brought up? Oh, Escape from L.A. Yeah, Escape from L.A., yep. Which it was another one, like a, just a killer soundtrack. And, and we had said, too, um, 
I don't think... I think it's fair to say that they don't make soundtracks like they used to. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, you don't even hear about soundtracks anymore. Very, like, very, very, very rarely. It seems like it's a thing of the past now. Yep. Um, which I suppose probably speaks to the music industry and the movie industry as a whole. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure that's not just a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? But then again, also, that might have something to do with the way people consume music now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although, I guess I would think that that would be more fitting these days because people buy the singles. You know what I mean? People right. don't buy whole albums anymore. People right. don't listen to generally speaking. Don't buy... Oh, yeah. I definitely think it's probably because Apple Music, Spotify, all these streaming right. devices now... Right, it, it doesn't necessarily make sense to get that, put that much effort into a you know collaborative soundtrack. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I had never even heard of the soundtrack for Escape from LA until I just pulled it up. I was like, wow. There's some really good. I mean, all except for Sugar Ray being on there. Like, you listen to that. I'm not kidding. It's you. actually you'd be surprised by that, that song. song. Is fucking <laughs> hard, bro. <laughs> it's actually not a bad song. I'm telling you right now. It, you wouldn't think it was Sugar you Ray. Never, yeah, I mean, you, you're going to know it's Sugar Ray because his voice is obviously very distinguishable, but it's a, it's kind of a heavy tune for, like, that time. Oh, interesting. I, I have to check it out, even though I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> well, same. Same. I, I, I really... As much as Crazy Town. Ooh, Crazy Town is a whole different yeah. level of bad. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Even though they came out with that album that had Drowning on it. Do you remember that? I do. I mean, I don't. I didn't love the song, per, I guess per se, but it was a, a vast improvement from fucking butterflies or whatever the fuck that song was called. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually just watched a. Um, it was something about, uh, talking about Ozzy or something about Ozfest. It doesn't matter. But it was Ozfest. Yeah. So uh, they actually had to pay in order to play Ozfest because they got they, kicked they, off in the history of Ozfest. They had to pay Ozzy. To play. Essentially, Roadrunner. Right. Uh, they had to pay the recording company in order to be able to play on the stage. Which is... And then they still got booed off the stage, and then they got canceled from the rest of the tour. That's right. That's right. I mean, we've been to a few Ozfest, and I'm, I'm here to say, <laughs> if you're that bad, <laughs> you know, there was some bands... I always had fun, regardless, but there was definitely some bands that played Ozfest, and I was like, I will even go as far as to say this. We saw Black Label Society. I, I wouldn't... I, that's putting it loosely as well because we didn't really watch them i thought black label society sounded terrible at ozfest oh yeah yeah no they did not sound good um like god awful and which is sort of funny because like twisted method who was this no-name band oh my god <clears throat> um so good right and they sounded like great and this dude's up there with his giant puffy like feather pants and <laughs> you know and then he, he had laser cuts all over his chest he really did that's true i forgot about that part um, but it's just sort of funny in hindsight to think about, like, you know, here's Black Label Society and Zach Wilde. And, you know, listen, maybe in a different venue, it's they sound better. I have no idea. I'm here to tell you right now. It was terrible. Um, you know, but there, you know, this yeah, month. I, no, I remember. Because I, I still remember to this day, uh, Depswa, when we saw them. That yep. was the loudest live band I have ever heard. I... Well, I'm drawing a blank on that. I remember really liking him. Oh, yeah. Like, because we weren't even at that stage. Okay. So Drew was in, I was like, oh, my God, what is that? Yeah, you're right. I, I still remember. It was like, I've been to, like, 
a bunch of shows after that and still like even inside venues it's like this still isn't as loud as Death Squad was which is interesting I mean because they're not like it's not like if you're unfamiliar with Death Squad they're not they're very melodic yeah they're a little yep. they had some heavier parts but not anything I, I think that's a part of like what actually made them sound louder is just because of like the amount of melody in his voice it could like, be especially like you know you turn up that treble and it's going to carry a lot more. True. It's very, I, I got to tell you what, the loudest band that I ever saw live when I did get to see them was Kitty. Like, oh. That shit. I still remember. I think it was, they were supposed to play a show in Rochester and we were standing in line. They were playing with Breaking Benjamin. Wait. And they ended up not having enough tickets or, like, something happened to the venue. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually going to play. And then, uh, who was it? The lead singer, was it named Morgan? Oh, I was talking shit. It was 36 Crazy Fists. That's right. Actually, yeah, it was was Buffalo. 36 Crazy Fists? Yep, yep, yep. Because they came out. They came out to apologize. Oh, shit, I think that's the lead singer. So, no... What? It, oh my god! I can't believe it. I forgot. About you were that. fucking pissed, man. I was you pissed were... <laughs> off, and I was talking shit, and it it didn't dawn on me. You know, I mean, I knew who Kitty was, but I turned. I was, you know, I was like legitimately pissed off, and I turned around, and here's this four foot nothing girl in a leopard coat or leopard like print, whatever you wanted to call that thing, sincerely apologizing, being like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna. They, I remember they told us what happened. They were trying to run th- too much, too much. There wasn't enough this, power or something, right? Into this little fucking thing, and it would have caught fire. That's right. It, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I was, I was talking shit to the lead singer Kitty and didn't realize it. Um, and, you know, the, she was super sweet, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, but I saw Kitty with, um, Hans, and they played with. I think they opened for. Or did, Shit, now I'm drawing a blank. No, no, no. So, it, Skin Lab opened the show. Oh, man. Um, killer band, too, obviously. Skin Lab opened. Kitty played after them. And I believe Hatebreed was the headliner. Somewhere in that... I, and I just remember when Kitty played, I was like... It was one of those shows where it was almost it felt like your chest was going to cave in because it was so loud. <laughs> I don't remember what venue it was. It might have been Showplace. I can't remember now. They were good. Don't get me wrong. Skin Lab was killer. Um, you know, and Hatebreed's... I've been able to see Skin Lab. I don't even know if they're still around these days. But um, it's definitely one of those bands that's like, shit, those guys were good. You know, if you go back and you listen to like Disembody of the New Flesh now, I know that they got pigeonholed into... I don't know if they were called... I suppose new metal. I, I, whatever. I hate that fucking term anyway. But um, but they were doing some really different shit from like a they guitar were, standpoint. Yeah. Like they stuff... They like a darker side to them right. than regular new metal did. Yeah, that's. I guess that's why I never like put them in the same category as a lot of the other bands that were... You know, because it's not like they were like rapping or anything like that by any man. Oh, hell no. You know? Um, <laughs> and it was the tone of his voice, too. That dude had... Probably to this day, still one of my favorite screams of any singer. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? He just yeah. I don't know. Um, and just that deepness that he had. Yeah, like when he would not even not necessarily like talky parts, but like yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, God, yes, yeah, that's another band. Like the build-ups before his screams. Correct. I think. 
God, I can't stop burping. Excuse me. Um, Same, I feel you, brother. Did they cover that sma- uh, bullet with butterfly wings? Am I imagining that? I think they did. And I don't think it was good. Mm, I can't say that I've ever heard that, but now I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they did, and I think that was the point where I was like, okay, I want to remember these guys for Disembody the New Flesh, and that's how I'm going to remember them, <laughs> you know, not for the cover of this song. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that kitty story. Gosh. Wasn't Kurt with us, too? I think it was... I yeah. Kurt, Kurt came with us, I think. Probably Billy, too, I imagine. Yeah, I... Gosh. But that's like... Oh, man, I can't remember Billy ever being around, really, when I was there. He I don't think he. Been, I don't think he was there. Not when you were around, because that was later in like that whole era. You yeah. might have. We might have figured out pretty early that you were a much better replacement. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's that's what we gotta talk about. I, I'm gonna. What I'll do is I'll start up another one, and we'll call it "Fear and Loathing in Orleans County." <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I got some stories for that. I said that jokingly, but I might actually make that. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that one might not. I might not publicize that one quite as. Although I don't know, people enjoy that shit, and it, it kills me because I'll tell stories from the past. And I think people misinterpret them as like me bragging. Like I'm not bragging. I'm I'm not I'm confessing. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not proud of some of this. I'm surprised I survived. Um, but yeah, we'll save that for fear and loathing in, in Orleans County. That's coming soon. <laughs> nice. Um, so I mean, now that we have these lists that uh, so how many people actually responded and like gave you uh, their opinion of like the best the top three soundtrack there was a lot quite a few actually and i, I didn't get to everybody um because i try to keep this right around an hour um but i got a lot of like people have mentioned disney soundtracks different disney movies which you know by all means some of them are phenomenal we were talking about that just a minute ago too um there was a couple of pretty ex- did i mention hideaway i don't know if i did or not to you uh, no you didn't no you didn't that one had like fear factory on it ministry i think um, like a very like industrial rock metal soundtrack and I, and I was saying earlier too it was like I don't even know that you could get away with that now you know what I mean because that, that whole scene is I don't know that it's dead I'm sure there's pockets of it everywhere still that people enjoy that stuff but you just don't hear a lot about yeah. those sorts of bands anymore well that's what was huge with the Spawn soundtrack that's what I said because yeah that was like known for that where it was like you know it was like almost like an electronic themed like metal soundtrack pretty much i mean slayer did a collab with atari teenage riot so that's all you need to do <laughs> yeah song on there a collaboration? i think it was i think it was i don't think the corn one was corn had, had a song on there called kick out the pa and i don't think that i think that was just that oh yeah that song was horrible Really? Wait, they did team up with somebody else, and I don't remember who it was. I can't remember now either. They did. But, I think everyone on the on that album was it, did. So it was everybody. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I stand corrected, but like um, that Crystal Method song with Filter, Trip Like I Do. I fucking love that song. Yes, that song's amazing. I love that song too. Um, you know, now that I guess you say that, I listened to that Corn song the other day, and I, I, 
I was like, well, you know, this didn't really like stand up. This didn't really hold the test of time. Now that I think about it, maybe I, it never was good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, I know. now in hindsight, maybe it actually was. Maybe you know, I was just a kid. I was like, oh, it's corn. It's great. You know, yeah. that very well could have been. You know, through youth. I just what kills me too is it's like you know, like stuff that I used to be into that I used to like. I try to go back now, and I'm like, what? <laughs> How did I like this? Well, I had said earlier too when we first started this that. It speaks a lot about where you were in your life, and I think the way you absorb music and the way you interpret music, and the music itself, had it hit you at a certain point, maybe five years before or five years after that point, it wouldn't have been as significant. I use the example of Nirvana. Nirvana, five years before they broke, wouldn't have meant anything. You know, we're still very much in the midst of, like, 80s bands and hair, you know what I'm saying? Five years after they broke? Absolutely. It, it wouldn't have been the same. They hit at a time in history where people needed that music, and, and it was super impactful at the time. So, you know, that being said, when you talk about going back, because there's plenty of bands I've gone back and tried to listen to, and I'm still, like, I still get that nostalgia from it, but it's not, I, I just can't, you know, I'll give a couple examples here. I was obsessed with Factory 81. Loved them. Just, you know, listen to those guys yeah. constantly, and a lot of that stuff just has not held up over time, unfortunately. No, same here. You know what really kind of sucks is, like, I was just, uh, I believe it was, like, two months ago, I was looking for some of their stuff on Spotify, which I think they have, like, two songs on there. Like, they don't even have an entire album. Yeah. Which that kind of, I don't know. And I actually... I thought it was strange. I, which that could be some contractual bullshit through the record company, not releasing it to streaming services, who, who knows, but, um, yeah, there was a, like, Shovel was another band that I used to listen to quite a bit back in the day, just didn't, oh, yeah. you know, just didn't hold up, man, um, some of that stuff is timeless, um, some of those albums from that era and, like, that particular style of music are still good, and like, you know, oh, loop, yeah. Lupus being a local band, which is sort of funny. Too. And actually, if you go back and listen to Stem, like some of the Stem stuff, still yep. is incredible oh, yeah. oh, as yeah. it ever was. Yep. Um, especially that album with TJ. And I liked was his name Lewis, this original singer. Yeah. Or Louis, whatever it was. Yeah. I liked like his that. stuff. Oh yeah. You know, I, yeah. I guess a little bit cheeseball his lyrics. Yeah. But it didn't matter at the time. It did. You know. It, it, I loved it either way. No, I remember all of you guys, man. You guys were obsessed with STEM. Yeah. Like, you guys talked about it all the time. It was either that or... Especially Drake. Nick. <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. Seven Dust, you know, because yeah. we were all into Seven Dust. Yeah. I still love Seven Dust so very much. Oh, yeah. Those guys. I, that's another band. There's not many of them, but Seven Dust is a band that just doesn't... That can't miss for me. No. You know what I mean? I, I can... It's the only band that I've seen more than Tool. So I've seen Seven Dust eight times. No shit. Yeah, I they're up there. I, I've got at least three or four under my belt. Um, and it, they, I don't know. It's not even that they necessarily stick to a formula, per se, on each album. I just think that they're so good at what they do. and I, They've been at it for so been long. They've been at it for so yeah. long. They're so seasoned. Um, yeah, it's just that sound that they have, like, all together. Agreed, man. It, it, like... And you could tell, and I and I still loved the albums without Clint, or album. I think was there. There was one or two, right? Yeah. I can't remember now. There was a couple was albums. Like I, one. It, was it just the one where they had Sonny from Snot? Yes, it was the one yeah. with the red cover, whatever. Whatever that, whatever that, one, that was. one was. Yeah, that I was still one. loved that album. Oh yeah. 
But you could tell Clint wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you don't even have to hear the lyrics or, you know, like, the vocals whatsoever. It's like, as soon as you hear the instrumental, it's like, you know what band it is. Yeah, in, uh, right. And, and the thing is, too, is their guitar tones have changed over the years, so it's not like it's that. It's how they play it, I guess, the style, their particular style is so specific to them. You're right. It's, you know, it... I don't know. They're just a band that's never fallen fallen off or fallen to the wayside or gotten caught up in a certain genre. They do everything that they do, they do really, really well. Right. Yep. Um, I, you know, even Clint's side projects I liked. Yeah, his, you know I mean? his solo album, his new ones are really good. It was good. I yeah, it, I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Dark New Day was pretty cool, too, back yep. in the day. I liked him. Know? Yep. But it's just never, it was never Seven Dust, I guess is the point, too. Yeah. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so. Yeah, what was that song that they had? Dark New Day? Yeah, Dark New Day. Brother? Was that one? There was Taking Me Alive. That was a good one, too. There was, yeah, Brother, I think, was it Brother? I can't remember now. I'll have to look that up, but I think that's the one, and then they did have another one that was a single-ish. I can't remember now. That's been those guys. That's been years too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Seven Dust is a great example. And actually, um, was it? I don't think I put it on there when I talked about Scream Three. They had that song Seven Dust had that song Fall. Fall. That's uh, a that good. A yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. I was actually listening to that last night. Yep. Yep. So well, we're pretty much at our cutoff time here, man. Uh, love to have you back again. Um, this was a this was a good one. This is probably one of my favorite ones we've done in a while. Well, I appreciate you guys calling me. Shit, yeah, man, you have to come back. Me I don't calling you or however it worked out. Well, I think we've been in talks too a little bit about, and I think you'd be perfect for it too. Um, we were had talked to Mike's cousin Dan about even maybe like doing like a I don't want to say military episode, but maybe having a discussion about. I don't know how into, like, war movies and stuff you are, but, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really, like, hashed I mean, out the... I I'm pretty into war movies. <laughs> Your life is a war movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are talking about, like, I just, just right wanted... Now, and our time is yep. almost done, but I just want to say... No, go for it. One of the best documentaries, because, like, I love war movies, but I'm really into documentaries, especially, like, about... You know stuff that I've been through, stuff that I've seen. Right, sure. But there's this brand new one that uh, just recently was released on Amazon Prime, and it's called Ranger, and it's literally just so a guy that I would have been going to Second Ranger Battalion, so um, two seven five seventy fifth Ranger Regiment, Second Ranger Battalion out of JBLM in Washington. Uh, so he was getting out right around the time that I was getting in. And the stories that this guy tells is just, like, it'll blow your mind. It's called Ranger. Ranger? It's on Amazon Prime. You should definitely check it out. I'll check that out. Yeah, I probably will yeah. actually watch that tonight. Oh, my God. Like, I've seen a lot of them, but I've never seen one like that. Interesting. Well, you know what? And that's kind of the thing, too. I Again, I'd have to hash out the details and see what everybody's comfortable talking about. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be about movies per se but I mean that's sort of the general theme of what we do um, but I don't know keep it in the back of your head I want to do more episodes that tie music into movies too not necessarily soundtracks I may even have to do like a second part to this 
Now yeah. there's so many. Cause, yeah. I know because we started going off the rails and we didn't even really talk about this. <laughs> Which is fine. It's totally fine. Um, so that may be in the future too. So keep that in mind. And then I will, I'll reach out, man. Like I said, we've been having a ball talking to people. Oh, yeah. Um, this is cool. It's pretty fun. Yeah, and I think... Like even Rich was like, oh, I don't know, like I don't know how I'm gonna sound, like, and he had a great time. You know what I mean? It's 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 no different than sitting in the same room with us. There's obviously we're, you know. Oh yeah, no, I don't give a shit what I sound like. Yeah, right. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> All right, brother. I was just thinking before I called. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to swear or not. Oh no, clearly that yeah. Um, it the first from the first episode, it got flagged on Spotify and iTunes. For its oh, explicit no. content. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, it is what it is because I can't stop. So, <laughs> um, All right, man. Yeah, we're going to let you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it on this one. All right, cool. You guys have a good night. All right, yeah, man. You too. Take we'll it easy. Yep. Talk to you later. That was good. We did. We got that on a tangent, which yeah, is okay. That's all right. I, I kind of knew that it was going to happen. Um, we did cover a lot of soundtracks, though. A lot of really like killer. Again, brought back some good memories. Um, yeah. I still I forgot about that kitty thing. I feel like well, it doesn't matter. Now. Yeah, dude, I, I hadn't thought about that in a while either. Oh, dude, that, I mean, we couldn't have only been 17 Yeah, because I think we took Kurt's tracker. I think you had right. the tracker. Yeah, now that you mention that. Yeah, we were young. So, dude. all right, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, we will talk to you next time.